0: The cannabishes welcome to high tea high tea is a high vibe cannabis entertainment company for women who also love weed hey, buyin this is a thoughtful and blunt exploration of pot and its magic the role it has in the lives and processes hey, of cool and creative people everywhere and an evolving cannabis culture we're seeing happen before our very eyes We're elevating perceptions with every episode. Listen up as we go in. Welcome back, friends, fam, and favorite cannabishes to High Tea Life. I am your host, Jen Newton, otherwise known as Newts, and this is episode 19 of High Tea, but frankly, one that I've wanted to do from day one about the power of cannabis for soldiers and veterans. Because plant medicine, and I'm talking pot and beyond, uh, is really being known to help the side effects of service, the chronic pain, the PTSD, and the other mental health issues. Frankly, I think this is one of the biggest issues that is existing right under our nose. And yet, for some reason, we're not talking about it enough, and or at least hearing about it enough, Um the rate of suicide and mental health issues in our, our brothers and sisters who've come back from serving is astounding. I don't know the Canadian numbers, sadly, but recent studies say that 22 veterans a day in the U.S. are committing suicide. A day. Can you consider that? To give your life and go away only to come back and have it truly be still at risk. It's honestly, it it takes my it takes my breath away. An Israeli study saw 96% of patients reporting a reduction in PTSD symptoms, and a Canadian one saw a decrease in pain and increase in quality of life in cancer patients. Because there's science behind this, as our guest takes us through today, and one that really starts to kind of coalesce and make sense why cannabis is helping heal so many people in so many different ways. A significant of majority of veterans and service people would rather treat with cannabis than opioids. Uh, 92% of of them are supporting research, and eighty-two percent support legalization. Again, remember this is U- these are U.S. numbers. We still see veterans' fairs treating these souls with a cocktail that uh, you know, sadly, we've heard before, and too often, opioids, painkillers, and you know that overall societal push of of booze being normalized. And what we're seeing again, a number out of the U.S. is that. Veterans are twice as more likely to die of opioid overdose than civilians. So the problem is real and the solution is real and right in front of us. And yet access remains the most important issue. Uh, Frankly, regardless of which country you're in, um, speaking North American-centrically, of course, as our Westerners tend to do, unfortunately, regardless of if you're in Canada or the U.S., access is still a problem right now. In the U.S., the DEA still considers cannabis a Schedule One, which we know. But what I just learned is that this is reserved for drugs that have no reported medical use. Like, chew on that for a second. Explain that one to me. Cocaine is Schedule Two. so reported medical use apparently I wouldn't know I've never tried it heroin scheduled one so I'm just trying to wrap my head around that and yet you know veterans are still prohibited by law federally from getting cannabis prescriptions and insurance of course then thus doesn't support Uh, In Canada, it's not really very much better, is it? Um, Even with legalizations and the farcical that 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 is, you know, access is still a huge issue here. There's LP shortages, especially focused towards medical patients. There's absurd pricing. We're taxed at a dollar a gram. A dollar a gram. (laughs) I mean, our guest today was it was originally prescribed 10 grams a day and then brought back down to three. I hear three quite often as as a normal prescription. It's just that really adds up. And then of course, this, uh, you know, unnecessary and transparently profit-oriented criminalization of any access point that still exists right now. Um, that are trying to operate under the gray market, you know, busting that shit up all the time. And I often bring up the story of 1066. God bless him. It was situated kitty corner to I wish I knew the name of the center and the home right now. But it was a, a, a home for disabled people. There were many paraplegic, all in motorized chairs. At 11am, the doors of 1066 would open. And there would be a line, a stream of people who lived next door coming in, not only to buy the cannabis that they needed that day for pain management, but coming in because these people were giving these humans a joint a day to help them. And the minute I saw that, I it all clicked for me in terms of what cannabis community truly is. It's about Healing on the ground the groundswell, giving, sharing one to one conversations, passing the duchy. And when that closed, that just, you know it took the you know, the heart out of a lot out of the neighborhood, certainly. And I worry, you know, I wonder about a lot of the friends that I met there and hope that they're okay. Um, so it's crusaders like 1066 that really sit at the heart and soul of of this community and ultimately the industry that's being built though they're the ones they're the ones too often ignored in the glorification of the plant by mainstream by society right now right all sex drugs and hip-hop hmm <laughs> So these are the stories that need to be told. And I came across another such soul whose story really needed to be told, who touched my heart and spirit so deeply that it brought tears, honor, respect, anger, exhilaration, and a deep desire to help the minute I connected with him. He's a serviceman, a veteran, a former serviceman, I should say. Uh, whose life has been changed by cannabis very rapidly, very quickly, and that ripple effect has taken over. And he's gone on to help in just a number of years over 12,000 vets. A month later, I'm still fucking kicking myself for not taping our first chat because so much gold happens in that pre-chat. But that dialogue, our dialogue that day, immediately kicked straight to talking about the spirituality and the spirit in the plant and how it changes people when i heard how the plant medicine changed his healing changed his life and really illuminated a new life purpose for him i knew i'd come across yet another human he reminds me of riley cote if you have not listened to those episodes you have to But I found another human who is really on a mission to heal the world, a soul mission to heal the world with cannabis. Now, before we dive into this episode, Fabian does provide contact info to reach out to his organization. But in the case that you need it, the Veterans Crisis Line in Canada is 800-268-7708. And in the U.S. is 800-273-8255. Thank you to humans everywhere who have served, who've put their lives on the line only to come back and have those lives truly still at risk. This episode is dedicated to you. Listen up. We're here with Fabian Henry.
1: Sergeant Fabian Henry, retired combat engineer. Uh, served 12 years in the Canadian Armed Forces, deployed 2001 to Africa, 2004 to Haiti, 2005 to Pakistan, 2006 to Afghanistan, 2007 to Afghanistan, 2010 to Haiti, medically released, released in 2012.
0: Hello. Hello, Fabian. Hello
1: again.
0: I'm well. How are you? How's it going? Oh, it's Good. going great. Thank you. How was your day? Oh, it was good. Good. Was good. I,
1: got a, I got a friend up from Island, Nova Scotia staying with us
0: this evening. another veteran. Beautiful. And as I told you before, this is one of the very first conversations I ever really wanted to do is tell the story of, or sorry, not tell the story, but allow you to tell the story of Cannabis for Veterans. So thank you for being here today. Thank you
1: thank you for calling earlier today and it was a pleasure um hearing your side of uh, this amazing plant because it is magical um
0: no doubt it
1: should be readily available and accessible uh, by all humans um you know so thanks for calling and on the veteran side of the house this is where everything gets a little bit more touchy um, for our group, but also for our nation and for others, other people out there. That um, we're dealing with more than just uh, something about the plant. We're dealing with two stigmas. The first stigma is the plant and the medicine, uh, cannabis, and the second stigma is mental health, uh, more specifically, post-traumatic stress disorder and the suicide rate that comes along with that um, that we're seeing from post-war issues.
0: Officially I need to kick off this episode uh, to start by saying thank you truly from the bottom of my heart and soul and on behalf of honestly all the listeners all Canadians all the people in the world for the sacrifices honestly that you and your peers and your friends have made for us because we have no idea. We have no, no. idea. Um, so it's please... not even
1: something that, that veterans could tell you what it would be like I or what it's like they know that no one has any idea.
0: We'll never know. No. But we no, can start it's, by it's sharing... The that
1: veterans have uh, right there is, like you said, they know. You'll never know unless you've been there and you've been through it. I mean, truly.
0: So I think we oh, start by sharing your story and... Um, yeah. you okay.
1: Personally, um, I thought, uh, you know, I grew up from a fourth-generational coal-miner son uh, that I might be a coal-miner someday. It's come from a hard-working community, a hard-working family, um, good values. And I played hockey all my life thinking that's what I was going to do, but, uh, you know, I joined the Canadian Air Forces at 20 years old because uh, hockey ended, coal-mines closed, and, uh, job security was an issue. Um, so, uh, I found myself deployed uh, pretty quickly to Africa in 2001, uh, Haiti in 2004, Pakistan in 2005, Afghanistan 2006, Afghanistan again in 2007, and Haiti in 2010. And then got medically released in 2012 for post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, I got two Canadian soldiers killed in Afghanistan from a mistake.
0: Bless your heart.
1: uh, I made it as a a combat engineer. So that I've dealt with over the last decade and and that's fine. I got through it. Um, I'll tell you how I got through it because it's very important that people understand and try not to judge and stigmatize those two things we talked about. Cannabis and mental health. So fighting for your country, following the rules, willing to sacrifice your life, no problem whatsoever, Um, but understanding if I come home, um, you know, someone will be there to help me, and that never happened for any of us. Um, I'm talking about treatment for PTSD. Of course. So we've been left to find our own treatment. After trying their ways, using their pharmaceuticals, their benzos, their SSRIs, walking suicide line himself, losing some of my friends to suicide. One of my friends killed his mom, his daughter, his wife, and then killed himself oh. a year and a half ago here. Um, these, these things are happening uh, across the world, and alarm bells should go off to people that, that aren't going off. No, um, it's one of the
0: biggest <laughs> problems right underneath our nose.
1: It is. Uh, it is that we send young men and women to war willing to lose their lives over there and when they come back we shouldn't be losing anybody's life when they come home and if they need some cannabis or whatever it is they need if they're not harming anyone then we should allow them to have access to what that is Mm. Um, and so I started a company called marijuana for trauma and I asked some of my friends to start that with me and initially they thought I was crazy because it was illegal in Canada when I started too but I didn't give a shit. I didn't have a good alternative. But you Nine didn't. Nine pills a day was not a good alternative.
0: Nine pills a day. And you didn't start smoking until quite I was recently. years old. Okay. I never touched, uh, I wasn't into cannabis. I was a straight uh, army soldier. And I never
1: needed cannabis. Um, I didn't have PTSD. Uh, and then when I did in 2007 I went three years on the wrong medication and it uh, it ruined my life I lost my my wife at the time my ex-wife my two kids I don't see very often uh, because of that and um, everything I ever worked for was gone in a flash oh my god and uh, so then when I was at the worst I I had nothing else but to try cannabis although my brain was telling me it's wrong it's illegal it's bad don't do it um, you know, there was nothing else left. So I tried it. And it was the first time I slept in three years and I smoked so much. My first time I puked. And the next day I asked uh, the guy to get me some more. And, um, you know, a few years later, I opened 13 clinics and helped over 12,000 patients access cannabis in Canada.
0: Wow. Uh, medians, and
1: stuck, you know. Stuck to it, and, and it was a grind, and it, nothing was easy, and people were still dying and, and killing themselves. But once they got on this medication, and once they got into a treatment program, once they were connected to their peers again, um, you know, there was a lot of smiles, there was a lot of souls put back in the body, a lot of spirit happened, and uh, the healing so began. That's what we're still we're still doing now. But it, it's pretty accessible here in Canada. That was a half a decade ago. We were we were running marijuana for trauma.
0: So your, your illumination of the plant and how its power yeah. for healing came very quickly for you and very potently, right? You made yeah, moves yeah. real fast. So it kind of opened yeah. you up to some, the truth in something for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: I mean, your, I, everything
1: happened. your yeah.
0: spiritual connection to it is real.
1: It's, it's extremely real. Yeah. Her, her, her feminine divine powers are to be respected because she can also, uh, she can also bite you. Uh, she's not to be abused. Uh, none of the female plants are not, like all the non-ordinary state of consciousness spiritual plants uh, are to be used with respect and caution. First and foremost, if you want to have a safe outcome um this isn't something that just we don't just smoke pot and hang out and sit around and for no reason this is this is actually like you said putting spirit back in our bodies because it has been ripped from our bodies in places like afghanistan and iraq um and it it gives you some some hope for the future again and um you know i i've seen it diminish the suicide rate here in canada Oh, um, and w- once I can, I can, uh, you know, s- see every country do the same thing. Like say the Americans um, treating their twenty-two veterans a day, um, having access to cannabis for those those guys would be monumental. And it's a shame that there's still blood being shed. And I've said this five years ago to my government, and I'll say it to the American government: they got blood on their hands. Mm-hmm. And if they don't do something fast, it's going to be, a, you know, awakening for the whole country and for the whole world when they, when they understand what's going on. Wow. There's actual receptor deficiencies in the brain. This isn't just some funny thing that's happening. Like there's some science behind what we're talking about. So
0: tell me a bit more about the science and how yeah, cannabis oh, treats it.
1: Yeah. So it's a, It literally only treats the symptoms. So a three-phase program we developed is, A, to get people on cannabis to replace anandamide, 2-AG, and CB1 receptors in the endocannabinoid system. That's for those suffering with post-traumatic stress disorder. That can only happen through vaping, smoking, or using a sublingual because it passes the blood-brain barrier at that point to replace those deficient receptors. Now, you can't expect somebody to move on to phase two behavioral therapy and neural feedback and biofeedback and intense therapy while they're on the wrong medication. Okay. So once you level out the receptors, and that's why veterans with PTSD or anybody with PTSD says it makes them feel normal, mm-hmm. it's because it's replacing their receptor deficiencies. Anandamide is a Sanskrit word derived from ananda, which means bliss and delight. Oh. So they have a drop in their bliss and delight. Right. They have a drop and they're happy. They use the cannabis, it replaces their bliss and the light, and they feel happy and normal. And now they can get into phase two. Now tell me what's wrong with my injury. i got to go back to the timeline and go through the trauma, and why am I stuck on this one thing, and and get over it. It's called scarring over your trauma. Uh, And you're going to have to push forward if you want to live a a life of any kind. And that takes a lot of work. But you can't do that work on nine pills a day. Again, those pharmaceuticals don't replace those
0: receptors. No, they just need... mask it's the problem possible. yeah
1: it's not scientifically possible
0: well it was they a huge barrier. right and it was a huge aha for me to realize that cannabis is like ultimate purpose is to restore homeostasis in the body whatever's out of balance exactly. becomes rebalanced exactly. exactly so that that's just specific to ptsd and
1: that's pretty much what i focus on um so once you can do that, I mean that, that don't that don't just come. You don't just pick up cannabis and figure that out. You have to get educated. You have to see an educator. You have to see a physician. You have to be prescribed. You have to try it. You have to explore it. Um, you know, and it takes several months, maybe even a year, to get used to to using it properly. Interesting. Uh, at, at which point you should be enrolled in a treatment program for your actual injury. And any psychologist will tell you that cannabis will treat the symptom, and then you need. And professional help to treat the actual injury. Okay. And the other veteran groups out there are for phase three, which is the peer-to-peer support groups, the maintenance plan, the aftercare, the yoga, the meditation, the nature, the connection, the fires, the compares, the singing, all the plants, all the things that happens in that place, and it can't be done unless you've you've done phase one and two. Not that it can't be done. With our group, we're not entertaining it being done unless you've been in the program. Otherwise, you'll be babysitting somebody on nine pills a day in phase three, which won't be fun. Hmm. Right? So when you get them on phase one, they're stabilized. You get them their the benefits on a treatment plan. Uh, they start making more sense, more spirits back in the body. Now they want to pick up a guitar. Now hmm. they want to go for a walk in the woods. Now they just want to sit in a tree blind. They don't want to kill anything. They just want to sit there and watch animals.
0: They're back um, into themselves.
1: You know, the back
0: of themselves. Oh, it's beautiful so, work so you're what, doing. Yeah. There's and, a spiritual connection to the plant that you've found. I keep reading about plant apprentices and plant shamans. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, it was funny when we spoke earlier and you, you know, very insightfully connected um, soldiers and athletes, you know, for the notion yeah. that that they're, sacrificing mind and and body and soul for a group and a peoples that have no idea of the toll right and this is systemic injury that requires true healing and you know both have this mistreatment of care but also both have this huge opportunity to normalize and tell us the real truth through telling your stories right and i th- and and what the work you're doing I mean, you, you're talking a bit about your treatment, but you're really helping take this treatment both to the ground and to the world, right? In terms of what you're building. Yeah. Tell tell me more. Well, I've, I've started in a small
1: place in New Brunswick, Canada, and uh, over the last half decade have pushed clinics across our own country and our own provinces um, to the point where multiple other groups have popped up. Multiple, there was none when we started, but now there's other veteran groups doing this. So there's other, you know, businesses helping veterans, and it was just contagious. Amazing. Um, you know, part and partial and I will give credit, where usually it doesn't happen. You don't usually say um, Veteran Affairs in Canada or Veteran Affairs USA is doing a good job. They usually aren't, but in this case, they did. Um, they did. Uh, pay for our cannabis, and they pay eight fifty a gram, at uh, three at uh, three grams a day currently. Okay. Um, and, and that was that was. Yep. That was a good start.
0: How um, long have they been doing start. that?
1: They've been doing that since 2014.
0: Great. Okay. Uh,
1: so that's not so they know. Too long ago. all, but uh, it's a start that yeah. uh, you can get on the access to right medicine to all kinds of physicians um, and get it covered because you know, disabled veterans aren't aren't people with a pile of money. Um, They can just go grow cannabis or buy it. It's not that easy. So after after spreading it across, you know, Canada in the last couple of years, it's time to um, get our message and what we've done, the model we've created uh, into the hands other countries. I've been asked to to go uh, speak in the UK this April, uh, and and that's going to be a touchy one um, because they're, they're it's, they really need help, um, but they really need education. So it's going to be a tough one mm. um, to crack. The, the Americans are are moving forward with
0: you know having most states medically legal. Half the states, you know, they're starting there. Yep,
1: go on green. And mm-hmm. it's
0: Well, I was just going to say, it's such a, it's a blessing that all of these groups have been popping up and that the wave of weed, as I like to call it, is taking this incredibly important group. Um, And there's such a power in sharing information. I mean, in Canada, we can now share seeds, share bud, mail each other things like um, share plants, grow plants. I mean, it's really incredible that, and 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 being the ones who can figure it out, uh, make it make it a system, figure out the kinks, figure out how to take that to the people with what works best. I mean, what an incredible opportunity and and honor.
1: Right? Yeah, I mean. Uh... Uh, in 2014, in March, I, I get on a plane with the first six medical documents uh, of medical cannabis under a new um, a new system that's set up in Canada uh, called the Marijuana for Medical Purpose Regulations. And I flew those up to the first uh, production facility, the first commercial license in Canada. And I said, here's six medical documents. And you need to send us our medicine and send the bill to Veteran Affairs Canada. uh, And that's what he did. And that's where it started. Right. And now there's thousands um, accessing um, cannabis instead of, um, you know, clonazepam and Effexor and Buterin and Syroquil and all these nasty antidepressants and antipsychotics that just don't work, man. They actually contribute to the suicidal ideation, you know? Absolutely. And I don't understand how they can do that. I guess it's money-driven. I guess so at the end of the day. Uh, I'm, I'm not quite sure, but it ain't in the benefit of the patient. It ain't.
0: It's not care. It's not,
1: like, for the best. No, it's not. It's no. not care.
0: It's not care. And no, it's not uh, fucking fair.
1: No, so it's not when people are taking their own lives. There's something, there's something wrong.
0: After giving their lives.
1: You know? Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. Uh, it's unbelievable. So we're not going to stop advocating our groups. We we have, uh, we have our own mission here in Canada, and there's enough veterans here to serve a lifetime, but as far as messaging and sharing education that that needs to happen globally and then i think every country has their own soldiers with uh, the heart of a lion that just needs to get that spirit put back in there just a glimpse of it and, and you watch them step forward in their own countries
0: absolutely yeah. so the group tell me about the groups that you've established tell me about the give a fuck Yeah.
1: <laughs> last few years and the first being marijuana for trauma which was a cannabis focused company and a sister company that was veterans for healing uh, which was the peer support side of that Um, I've since sold marijuana for trauma after building as much value as I could in in it and took it as far as I could because I'm not a businessman and I don't have that education so when I did get any value out of it, I took a hundred percent of that and started a charity for veterans um, called The gap And um, today it's worth approximately $12 million. Um, but uh, it's not it's not the end, That's just the start of it. Um, me and my business partner, Mike Selfall gave away all of our ownership of Marijuana for Trauma for this purpose because... The go- while the government here in Canada will will fund and pay for cannabis and treatment, they don't fund things like uh, holistic healing and aftercare. Um, so this is where we'll bridge the gap yep. in, in, that kind of, in that kind of care with, with this, this charity. Homeless, that is bridging the gap from being released from the military to your civilian on how to get through all that, finding your spirit again, going through the three-phase program. Um, that's what this charity is, is designed to do. Um, and that's us—us us veterans having to take our care into our own hands, which is okay. We're, we're warriors. We're not—we're uh, just, we we're just going to sit around and ask for someone else to take care of us. If we have to do it ourselves, we will. And that's what we're doing. Um, so that company—it's it, funny when you ask any soldier what the gas is. In the Canadian army, at least, uh, it's called uh, the give a F factor.
0: Oh, you can drop him. <laughs>
1: a fuck factor when you're, when you're doing a job and you're on a task game you're supposed to have a high gaff, which means you have a high give a fuck factor so I, I named the charity the gaffe is called the Global Alliance Foundation Fund so the, Bravo. the intent is yeah we bought some property on a little island in Canada called Cape Breton Island it's, uh, we have our own beach, oh, 300 acres
0: we beautiful have, place uh, I hear
1: So fires, true holistic
0: cars. treatment experience, a place.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it truly is, oh. uh, and it's not about how comfortable you are. It's about connection. Right. You know, not world. Oh. The world is full of suffering and adversity and this and that. that. Nothing. Nothing's easy, and it's about connection and uh, community and and love and support. Oh. You
0: know. Yep.
1: And that's what we're that's what we're creating.
0: Reconnection. That's what we've
1: done. That's beautiful. And, and
0: Absolutely. Yeah, on- and I
1: appreciate you having me on here to help spread that message. Oh,
0: Fabian, you are doing God and goddess work, I'm telling you, right now. Like, this is, it sounds like to me, like, I know you started to say everything happens for a reason. I truly believe that, too. And, I mean, sometimes, I guess, life breaks some of us in order to make us find our mission make us find our our sole purpose and right,
1: and I think that's what we're all here is we just need a, a purpose and we need love like we need a purpose to get up in the morning we need love in our life and yeah. uh, everything else falls in order
0: yeah they're the kind of the same thing too in a way yeah. <laughs> oh wow yeah. I mean just incredible okay so uh,
1: like some of the books that uh, have helped me are, are the four agreements and the fifth agreement the Toltec wisdom which is uh, Paul means the artist of the spirit and those those four agreements have have helped me shape my spiritual life from when I was a soldier and so rigid and structured to being vulnerable and loving. And that is such a challenge and practice to understand and and let go and do, you know, to put yourself out there and to be truthful. It's a vulnerability that when it's done with pure intent, um, the universe will provide always if you truly believe with every fiber. And this is manifesting. This is universal laws. But if you doubt for one minute, even on the final hour, it will not happen. It has to be for every fiber. Um, And and that's how it works. The four agreements... uh, you know, being impeccable with your word is to, a Latin word, impectus, is to be without sin, is to not tell to lies, basically. To, to be that vulnerable, be honest, um, it's very difficult. Or at least don't lie, Dr. Jordan Peterson says. Um, that's the first agreement. And the second one and the third one are pretty common and the two most daily used. Um, Everybody everybody makes assumptions and everybody takes things personal. So don't make assumptions and don't take things personal it is extremely difficult to do, but it's a practice. If you do it on a daily basis, uh, it, it rewards itself by working on your inner healer. And the fourth one is, is simply, it's a simple one, it says always do your best, but I think it has a deeper meaning that you know for instance if you wake up in the morning and the first thing you do is make your bed every day you have your first mission accomplished and there's a sense of accomplishment in that so always doing your best is you know have your checklist check off a couple of things and you'll feel good and those are the first four in
0: Yeah, I haven't read it, but I understand the principle, I think, of energy. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that's kind of the same uh,
1: philosophy with the four agreements. Mm-hmm. That led to- Nice guy, or maybe he's not a nice guy, but at least do your do your homework, basically. Wow. It's just a great, but in a nutshell, um, and then.
0: You read breaking open the head. I've been to Mexico. I went and seen Dr. Martín Polanco in Mexico, and I crossed over the border. And I went to a
1: hospital and my blood drawn, and I went to a little clinic and I stayed for three nights. And I did this drug called ibogaine.
0: Yes, I've read about it. it. I was talking about dmt last night this is crazy fabian yeah. because that was one of my experience. one of my most incredible books when you're speaking about books um that i've ever read is called breaking open the head have you heard of it by a man named daniel yeah. pinchbeck okay so you basically went on the breaking open the head journey i did and the message that came through was as clear as anything i've ever seen it's uh it was a very profound experience It the message was to love people and to change. Um, it
1: lasted for months. The mm-hmm. profoundness of the experience—it um, was—it was mind-blowing. I haven't done that drug since. I haven't had to. Um, you know, I use my cannabis as medicine on daily, and I practice uh, being healthy in other ways. But that experience, when I needed it was absolutely mind-blowing.
0: Can you um, repeat where you were? Because I talked over you again. Yeah. I'm sorry. I got excited.
1: Yeah, I was, was crossed over the border in San Diego, near Tijuana. And from Tijuana, I was up the coast about an hour. I'm not exactly sure of the location. But it was in this huge house. There was four other patients. There was a couple of nurses and a doctor right on the beach mm-hmm. in a really nice big home. And this was all down in the basement. Uh, under what structure I've been taught, it's called a set, setting, dose, and skill. When you use that framework and fundamentals, your your experience will will be safe. Okay. Uh, you know, I've done this medicine in, in other places with other people and uh, with professionals, and uh, they really know what they're doing.
0: So let's tell the listeners what DMT is, in case they don't know. Which odds are they probably don't.
1: The uh, spirit molecule,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Uh It's a. It's a. The Sonora desert toad is a is a frog that lives in the ground, or a toad that lives in the ground for eight months. And these people, group of people, harvest this toad. They call it, and they extract. I
0: So DMT is apparently, according to the book, uh, secreted by the pineal gland, also known as the third eye, in very micro doses that, throughout our yeah, life. That's our antenna to the universe. Right, I our antenna, antenna to spirit. exactly also our water so you, our water is doing it too
1: yeah there, there's many variables uh, adding to
0: so now we're not being
1: able to communicate but yeah there we're are disconnected professionals in the world that are on top of it and if you really want to know you, you can find out as, a, as an individual you know as long as you're living with pure intent uh, and you're on the right beam um, these people will open if you are looking for this. mental health. Quite the, it's a fun journey we're going on here. So. You know, coming from a small town, Scotch town, a little place, only 15 streets where I grew up. Um, you know, I I couldn't imagine uh, thinking the way I think today and on the scale. And but it doesn't matter for me. Uh, we're building as much as we can, as fast as we can. Uh, but we're trying to do it in the more safe way and that's it i mean it keeps going keeps things getting bolted on and added on here and our mission keeps getting bigger
0: yeah it's growing because
1: there's a problem and we have a solution you know so you can't just sit around with that in your pocket
0: okay so more about the solution you've not only built the treatment you're growing the the plant
1: immediately and they go and they forget about what's going on for a minute it's not something that you need to be on all the time but it, it's something you need in an emergency for sure that we've identified
0: Wow so you can cultivate yeah. exactly
1: you can cultivate exactly what, what you need, need for specific ailments
0: Wow and at certain times in your life it's not all the same all the time right it changes you know, the flower that to, you need you're not you have to use your medicine
1: for what you're doing. Sometimes you need a little sativa to get you off the couch. Get out there right the yard.
0: No doubt. Yeah. And then sometimes you need your CBD
1: for your pain. And sometimes you need oral ingestion of THC for sleep. You know, there's, there's different reasons to use it and different delivery methods for each reason.
0: So that must be one of the biggest, I mean, it's one of the biggest question marks and, and issues for for mainstream cannabis users. But I expect it must be even more so for your group of veterans who are truly trying to find exactly what they need for their mental health state at that point. Um, and the information just, it's like a big Void, you know, before coming across you and the work that you're doing, it there's really seemed to be a huge lack of understanding. So, um, how are you sort of taking what you know, this incredible stuff, and sharing it with the communities? I know you're ta- you, yeah. you, Tell me more.
1: Yeah, sure. Exactly. Um, a year and a half ago, um, almost a year and a half ago. Um, Veteran Affairs Canada had said you know, we were getting too much medicine basically. They were they were paying for Fabian um, Henry Beyond 10 grams a day uh, of cannabis and they're like uh, in 5 months from now we're going to cut you down to 3 grams a day and that's that. And with no research, no evidence of, of 3 grams a day being anything but that's what they did. So I had 5 months And I did a little campaign and I walked from New Brunswick, Canada to Parliament Hill in Ottawa, which was over a thousand miles, and uh, to raise awareness that, hey, if you do this, you're going to harm people, you're going to harm veterans, do not take our medicine from us. Um, I got to Parliament Hill four days before the decision. Uh, We rallied a couple hundred veterans on our government's uh, Parliament Hill, and it fell on deaf ears four days later the government cut our medicine down ten days later one of our clients cut his throat and stabbed himself so behind his shed Uh, less than a year later one of our clients
0: Yeah, uh, problems that could have been completely avoided by allowing access to a plant.
1: And uh, Dr. Terry Johnson from British Columbia, who are going to join me uh, in educating uh, some of the U.K. uh, in their veteran situation, which is dire. And I've been to the States. I've I've done presentations in Seattle and Denver, Colorado, and for High Times magazine. In 2014, in in Denver, we were judges in the Indica division uh, with, with Doc Hudson, and I took seven vets down. So we're doing our part to educate. It just, uh, you know, like you said, follow the money until, until
0: the money's catching on to the right people, it seems, and then it takes off like wildfire. Well, you your know? story, yeah. we've, there's a documentary, right?
1: Yeah, we, there, there's one in the States going on called Unprescribed, and it's just about finalized uh, with a guy named Steve Elmore and his, his film company called Allegiance Films, um, and we've connected to do a sequel to his documentary. So over the next two years, um, we're doing a documentary called Prescribed, in Canada, it's about being prescribed medical cannabis to treat PTSD. And over the next two years, we're going to be documenting our retreats and our gatherings in nature, out on our fishing boat at the beach, hiking, doing yoga, art therapy, uh, peer support groups. All, all these things are going to be uh, documented to show what what the difference is when you are on pharmaceuticals treating trauma from, from war as a veteran, and what it's like when you're on just cannabis alone treating trauma post-war. Mm-hmm. And we're going to measure up and put the two next to each other and, and let people take their pick. give gives people an option. Go ahead and try the pills if you want. And go ahead and try the cannabis if you want. Mm-hmm. See who's smiling at the end of the day. But allow them, Allow them access, is what we're saying.
0: Amazing, amazing work. Yeah. So yeah. how can people who need you find you?
1: Um, well, there's a couple ways. You could type Fabian Henry in Google and you mm-hmm. can see all the stuff that I've done over the last five years. There's lots of information out there. You could type marijuana for trauma in Google and see all this stuff we've done. Um, otherwise, uh, an email to help at veteransforhealing.org. That's uh, near and dear to my heart, and I'm the one who answers the email on the other end. Uh, it's help at So if somebody wants uh, to ask me questions or can you tell me that all that all over again, sure, um, no problem, but I would start there because I, I really take the time out these days only uh, for the mission I'm on right now. I'm not trying to save the world, or I'm not trying to do any of that stuff. I'm just trying to serve my purpose, which is helping parents.
0: And then how can people who want to support you support you?
1: Um, Well, you know, I the, the kind of support I'm looking for is, is by sharing the message, is by spreading the awareness and educating it. Telling people about what we're doing, maybe uh, you know, telling a veteran that there's other groups out there. That that's the kind of support I'm looking for. We're not looking for. Uh, I'm not asking for a pile of money. I'm not saying give me any of this stuff. We're, we're doing all our own. We're doing that all on our own. Um, but to speed up the awareness, can you help um, share a message? Can you get another veteran on on? talking about the same type of topics. See, see if someone else is saying the same thing. You know, don't just listen to what I'm saying here. Um, you ask any other veteran and see if we're, we're close in our message. Um, and, and that would be the most support I could ever ask for. that That's what's truly going to save lives, not not the might.
0: Absolutely. Is the conversation, are the conversations that are happening between the veterans and the love and awakening and share, you know, that's happening, come coming from sharing that's happening in your physical space. Have you sort of tapped into the power of social and social media to connect with these other groups around the country and the world?
1: Um, I did when I was running marijuana for trauma and I was, um, all over the country, all over North America and, and, um, I did that for two solid years, every hour of every day of my life. And it really took a toll. Right. Um, you know, cause I have my own PTSD and, um, you know, I did social media for a while and I've kind of just, just reintegrating myself back into it with all the lessons learned over the last <laughs> few years. Right, And I pick and choose when I want to engage now. I don't just go out and and blah blah listen to this Uh, i swear to god this will save your life. we don't we don't do that anymore and it's more strategic and that way i'm here for the long haul
0: not gonna burn out again right but there's power in in allowing the community to talk amongst themselves right
1: yeah yeah And, and our Veterans for Healing Facebook page. Um, That's how we spread all our information. But there's tons of um, veterans groups, smaller, like, you know, a couple hundred even, a couple thousand and some of them um, talking to each other. And these little peer support type connections, um, the more offerings that are out there, the better it is for every veteran. So the more people that pop up their group and it's about guitars or pop up the group but it's about coffee or it's about horses or it's about dogs these are all options
0: so it's all welcomed and yeah we're just trying to do our little part with understanding that the treatment and the retreat side of it honestly i it's it's a true blessing to have connected with you and to speak to you and an honor, honestly, because I think you're doing incredible work. I think you're on a mission from obviously a higher self and a a higher plane. Uh, no pun intended. Um, in, in terms of in terms of healing and care, and you said, you know, I'm not trying to heal the world. I'm just doing my part to to heal veterans and to heal my peers and my friends. And, and I believe that actually in healing ourselves through the magic and the power of cannabis, we, we open ourselves up to be able to heal the world. And, and really that is by being showing up in love, by being our truest selves, by finding our happiness and our smile and our soul and our bodies uh and and leaving our mark in our own special way and the mark that you're leaving fabian is it's 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 magnificent and enormous and so needed and so incredible it's just it's such a pleasure and as i said to you when we spoke earlier i can't wait to help Take your story and your message and the work and the mis- mission and the information and insight you've gathered to our audience and to as wide an audience as we can because the whole there's people all around the world that need you. So okay, let's do it. I appreciate
1: it. that. That's uh, I, I appreciate that. I don't uh, I don't like I honestly and I don't like being thanked. I'm I don't know what you call. I don't like gifts and I don't like being thanked. I don't like this. I just like, I love having my purpose. I love when I get a text uh, from a veteran just two days ago. It was like, I haven't seen him in half a year. Uh, and thanking me that I saved his life, his marriage,
0: and, you know, just, I love you, buddy. That kind of stuff is what, you know, why you wake up in the morning and keep doing the same, same thing. And I couldn't imagine doing anything else. Oh. so you've I touched got a my heart partner,
1: I gotta tell you I got two beautiful kids and a wicked partner, so w- without that, I don't know that I'd be as strong to keep going as well,
0: yeah, you're living in love yeah, yeah totally yeah totally. you touch my heart you've given me goosebumps you have opened up my eyes uh to a reality that is so real and so important and so incredibly critical that everyone opens up uh, to immediately. Thank you for illuminating for us and for sharing your work. Honestly, I know you don't want to be thanked, but I'm going to do it anyway. The
1: the, the last comment is is that while while the mission – uh, is is veteran centric I'd like to acknowledge that trauma is trauma um, and that everything I am saying is towards trauma in general not just veteran centric or specific
0: absolutely yeah. yeah if there's if there's a if if there's any sort of major last sort of words you'd like to leave you know a message for the world or f- for the veterans yeah, let's the do it. Message. part of the journey it's funny every yeah, single yeah. conversation that I have truly feels like it was it's divine timing and it's a message I needed to hear exactly when I needed to hear it and I think Good. that, that was you're on the right beam yeah yeah that was that Fabian wow if you want to check out? beautiful thank you so much this was an honor and a pleasure i am so today was today was a beautiful day
1: it was a beautiful day i agree
0: thanks for listening check us out on insta at high like us and subscribe on apple podcasts spotify soundcloud and all the other things join our invite list and holla at your girl by visiting high